Welcome to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Crumby. And on this channel, we're going to be discussing what true manhood looks like as we understand our value, our identity, and our purpose as men using godly principles. Now let's get to it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your host, uh, Quentin Crumby. I am back. It is 2021. I'm very excited as this year kicks off. Uh, for our podcast, uh, we have a host and a, a grand scheme of information that we're going to bring to you. But we want to kick this year off uh, by tackling something that's very serious and something that's very pertinent uh, to today's culture. And it's just our youth uh, being able to educate them, being able to bring some type of mentoring ship to them, uh, some guidance. We understand that our culture right now is suffering a deficit of fathers in the home, single mothers. Uh, or just no parents. And we have our young guys who are literally leaning to the streets and to our rap culture for guidance. Uh, so today I have a, a great friend of mine uh, who is a uh, great leader uh, in the in the, um, in the uh, metropolitan area of Detroit, Michigan. Um, this is Mr. Anthony um, Frakia. I don't want to butcher his last name, Mr. Anthony Frakia. He is the founder and the board chairman of Aspire Detroit. Uh, this is a great leading mentoring program uh, that has been hitting the ground and helping a lot of our youth in the Detroit metropolitan area. How are you doing on the day, uh, Mr. Anthony? Grateful and blessed, my friend. That's good, man. That's good. Hey, man, first of all, I want to say thank you uh, for coming on. Uh, we've been developing a friendship over these last few months, um, really diving into mentorship, uh, the benefits of it. And uh, I'm very happy to have you on here to come and just kind of share your vision and your dream, your aspirations around helping our young men. Uh, and then and why do you do it? You know, what is the purpose behind that? So uh, go ahead, share a little bit about yourself, what you do, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Um, well, uh, again, thank you for having me on. Uh, I truly appreciate it. And uh, any any vehicle that we can find to get the word out is obviously um, what we're looking to do here. Um, I've been a uh, an entrepreneur for for quite a while. Started um, and sold multiple businesses. My current uh, main company um, is Altruist Benefit Consulting. Uh, an insurance brokerage group. I actually recently sold that um, about a year and a half ago. Now um, I've stayed on um, as as a CEO in that capacity to keep uh, you know guiding the ship and and they're uh, keeping me on for that effort. Uh, the the beauty of that is there's a sunset to that where um, I plan on long term transitioning more into um, uh, focusing more actually on Aspire Detroit and growing that program. Um, so I've been, a, I've been a Michigander my whole life, uh, did a brief little stint in Denver uh, out of college, got a job consulting. So I was out in, uh, out in the Rockies for about five years and um, mm -hmm. decided to come back and start a business with my father, which was a altruist benefit consulting and um, eventually bought him out about five years ago and then, and then sold it myself. Um, I've always been uh, very, I guess, very directed towards mentoring. It's always been something that's been of great interest to me. Um, I was uh, on the board of directors of a charity for the last five years called Threads for Success, which um, is still active here in the Detroit area. And we, um, 
got that up to speed. You know, I, I joined the board, um, helped get the 501c3 paperwork done. And that focus was, it was one event uh, every year that we did. And we partnered with school administrators uh, around the Detroit area to get mm-hmm. young men into uh, youthville in Detroit. And we'd have a day of basically mentoring. Um, the day would start with a kickoff, a keynote speaker. We would, um, you know, go through kind of the agenda for the day. We would uh, teach them how to, you know, prepare for an interview, how to compose themselves in an interview. We would then have business leaders from Detroit um, that would come in and do mock interviews with these young men, critique them, and then they'd do a second one using the information that they were critiqued with to try to hone that interview skill. Um, we taught them how to, you know, prepare or, or, you know, take care of a business professional outfit. So suit, shirt, tie, how to tie a tie, how to tie a bow tie. Um, and then at the end of the day, throughout the year, we're taking donated suits from um, professionals around the area. And we set, oh, up a big, like, yeah, we set up like a big men's warehouse in a room, um, all organized by size and, and all that fun stuff. And at the end of the day, these kids, these young men get to go in and, and pick a suit, a shirt and two ties. We have uh, in conjunction with Tom James, which is a, a men's clothier here, we would have tailors on site. We would measure them for the suit, tailor the donated suit to them. Oh, put their name man. in it, and then we deliver the suit to them before they graduate, so they would have a business professional outfit to go start interviewing for jobs with. And um, wow. it's, it was, yeah, it, it was a really, really fun organization. A great group of guys that started it. Um, Aspire really came out of that. It, it, it for me, um, you know, kind of once I got that bug of of you know involving myself in, in the mentor space, I truly loved it, and I just wanted to do more. And obviously, um, you know, I had a bit more flexibility in, in terms of time. So that's kind of where the idea um, of Aspire Detroit came from. Listen, man. Okay. So that, all of that stuff is like fantastic. Um, but why Detroit? As big as the metropolitan is, why Detroit? I, I've, you know, I, I've, we, we've, we've both seen Quentin, the, the resurgence of Detroit, obviously Detroit fell on some hard right. times a while back um, and went through the bankruptcy filing. Right. And, you know, I've, I've been very active downtown. Um, and I feel like, you know, if you're, I just wanted to start it in my hometown. Like I said, I love Michigan. I love Detroit. Um, and if there's a way that I can use whatever, you know, gifts God has given me to help out, then I want to do that. And I wanted, I want to start it here. The long-term goal would obviously be to grow Aspire and hopefully bring it to some other metropolitan cities um, because there's no shortage yeah. of, of young men that, that need that guidance. But um, I just, right. I love Detroit and I have a lot of friends, um, you know, down there uh, partnered with Dave Bing and the Bing Youth Initiative. Um, oh, so nice. I've got a great working relationship with the former mayor. Um, also have a lot of friends in the mayor's office, Mayor Duggan's office now that okay. have really kind of gotten us involved and, and really brought us to some of the school systems out there to develop this. Yeah, that right there is um, that is great. Uh, being able to use your influence to impact those young men, I think, is uh, is very recommendable. Um, and, and like I said when I started, is that we do we have like this huge deficit, so we have like this this loss of the male figure. Uh, so this culture yeah. today has is literally trying to actually reshape and redesign what a man is, um, how we should carry ourselves, uh, and the culture is trying to do that. So I love that you're trying to step in to actually fight against something that's very strong today uh, on the way that we could, you know, as our young men are growing up uh, without, you know, those, 
those actual figures right there in their face. Uh, it's good to see that, you know, that we still have some men out there that's willing to step up, come outside of their comfort zone. And, uh, and, and listen, and then you're, you're doing all this with no, there's no benefit for you. That's, you know, the only win is to see these young men become something. Um, and, and I think that we as men, that should be whether we're black, white, yellow, green, or whatever. I think our perspective on our young men is that if God has blessed us, that we should be giving back time, efforts, and finances Amen. to create better spaces. Because, I mean, I come out of a single mother home. Um, and I'm going to tell you what, there really wasn't any there wasn't anybody really trying to be a mentor to tell you what you should do in the inner city. I come out of the inner city. I'm from mm -hmm. Detroit. You know what I'm saying? So I know that what you're doing, that work is needed. Uh, I hope that everyone that has been touched by you uh, uh, have smiles on their face and understand that this is something that you don't have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like you were blessed. To, you could have been doing something else. Right. And uh, what kind you, of you say what? I was going to say, you know, I was going to kind of piggyback up what you said, you know, with, you know, as you and I both know, right, um, with great blessings comes great responsibility. And, oh, yeah. you know, it's what we choose to do with those blessings that, you know, you know, I think what, you know, God looks down on us is, are we, are we hoarding this for ourselves? or Are we trying to better our communities and, and the people around us with, with the gifts that God has given us? So for me, I take it, I take it as a responsibility. Um, it's, you know, when you say there's nothing in it for me, I, I get, I know what you mean. Um, but I yeah. do get, just, it's, it gets to the point where, you know, by starting with, with threats for success, evolving into aspire, there, there's never been anything more fulfilling that I've ever done with my life than this. Oh, that's um, and, 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 I'll, and I'll tell you a little story about, you know, kind of how it all started. Um, if, if I may. You know, I, I, you know, owning businesses, um, you know, you, you know, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you're interviewing people all the time. Right. And, you know, I started to see this change uh, with especially the, the younger generation coming out of high school, coming out of college yeah. where they just, um, you know, they just didn't have some of the, uh, the, the core, you know, very basic, but very critical skill sets that lend themselves towards a successful, you know, successful life in, in business and, and, you know, getting a job and things of that nature. Right. right. Um, I think that they just didn't, I don't think that the younger generation kind of focuses on that, that much. And I do believe that it is, um, it is a, a byproduct of, you know, the breakdown of the, of the, of the family unit, you know, not having right. a, a dual, a dual family household. So, um, you know, I just decided, I, you know, in talking with other business owners, other colleagues that, you know, what if we, you know, what if we came up with a curriculum, that focused around some some pillars, some main you know main pillars of personal responsibility, financial responsibility, and professional responsibility. So you know, kicking around that idea, um, you know, with colleagues, with friends, I got a lot of positive feedback. I started putting pen to paper, and I reached out. I stepped down from the board of Threats for Success, and reached out to one of the school administrators that I had a pretty good relationship with during my time there. Mm -hmm. So. I sit down with this guy, his name's John Dignan, and he was, um, he was uh, an administrator at Southfield A&T over on Lasher and 10 Mile. And I sat down with him uh, over lunch, and I explained to him what I wanted to do. And by the end of that lunch, he looked at me and he said, Anthony, if you do what you say you're going to do here, he goes, I will give you a classroom, and I will fill it with students for you to teach it in. 
I said, okay. okay. That that was in April of that was in April of 2019. So come August, I called him back. I said, Hey, John, it's Anthony. I'm done. He's like, what? I come the curriculum. He's like, what? <laughs> I go, no, I spent all summer writing it. Um, I'd like to show it. <laughs> and I think he was a little bit taken back. I think it was one of those things where he just thought I was going to kind of back burner it, but that's right. um, not, that's really not how I roll. <laughs> so um, I sat down with him and, you know, and, uh, you know, he, I, I, I went over it with him and he, and he fell in love with it. And so, so it started, you know, we were, we were so excited about this idea. Um, I remember leaving that, that first lunch with him saying to myself, you know, I really got to figure out a way to, to do this full time because this is really what my passion is. Right. And um, it's, it's something that I want to use my gifts to, you know, to pursue. So no joke, right after that meeting, I went out to California to visit some friends. I'm out there hiking and you know prayed on it and all of a sudden i get a phone call from a from a colleague in my business saying that there is a company that's interested in purchasing my company wow Wow. three weeks three weeks after that lunch i was like oh my god so i pursued that because i'm like well this is this is the first step this is the first step for me being able to have the finances right and and the background and the time to do this is really putting an exit strategy together with my with my main business so you know, flash forward, um, you know, September of that year, I sold my company successfully. And right after that, I kicked off the first, uh, the first class of, uh, Aspire Detroit. Listen, uh, these, you know, and I mean, you know, we're friends. So I've, I, I, the story has been great to even hear the second time around, man. I mean, it's just fantastic when you see things line up and when you have a passion and you know, uh, and, and on here, you know, we talk about our values, our identity and our purpose as men. Uh, I would definitely mark this one as the purpose piece um, for us as men. And I think that you do throw everything in. Uh, once God show you what your purpose is, I think now you're obligated. You do have a duty uh, to actually go and see that thing all the way through. Uh, Absolutely. You know, like, I, I, and I always laugh because I'm like, this whole podcast thing was like that. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you're talking to men, you're talking... We don't want to listen to nobody. You know, it, you go, all the stuff is playing through your mind. Um, and so, and I say that because you get an opportunity to build well-rounded men at a very, at the, at the prime age, right? So if you're going to those schools, man, you're able to drop all these nuggets for success so that they will be better listeners that, uh, you know, they'll know when to speak. They'll know when to do. They'll know when not to do. And I mean, that is going to be paramount for some for the next generation coming up uh, Absolutely. to be able to be better than us. Uh, you right. know, we're, we're still kind of in. The, I don't want to hear you. I don't want to listen. Uh, but what I've learned over my years is that you should always have someone that's way better than you in front of you. And you should always have somebody that's right behind you that needs to come up. And so now we're always in a pair in, in that trio where, yeah. you know, you should always be in the middle of greatness and someone who needs to be better. Um, and if you just keep on doing that, man, I think that the success will be there. Uh, but I do want you to dive in those, dive in those three components um, of what you're bringing to the table for those young men. Uh, Cause I want anyone who listens to this to understand that uh, any teachers, principals, anybody, if you work, if you're a teacher and you, your school, you have young men there and you really want to understand more about what's going on. 
then kind of give them that breakdown on those three components. Uh, you don't have to be super detailed, but detailed enough so they can kind of understand yeah. why it's important to have an Aspire Detroit in their school, having them talk to those young men. So just go ahead. You, with those, I know you had a few uh, modules that you use. Uh, so just give us some information on each one. Absolutely. Well, the foundation really, Quentin, of what we're doing here is uh, the concept of the 21st century traditionalist, really. It's, it's really bringing back and shining a spotlight on what a gentleman is. Um, yes, I feel okay. like with culture, with culture today, when right. we look at, you know, professional athletes, we look at the music industry, the movie industry, I, I think that there has been a departure from, you know, what a true gentleman is and how a true gentleman should carry himself. So that's, that is the foundation of how I approach this is really saying, you know, the, the principles of being a gentleman are going to take you very, very far in life. Right. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you come from. Like you said, it doesn't matter whether you have two parents or one parent or no parents. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter any any of that. Right. What is important is how people, per, you know, when you're interacting with people, how are you carrying yourself? Right. And that's what resonates with people, specifically in a professional environment. So I approach it that way. Um, and we start off with, with personal responsibilities. The first one that I teach, I start very basic. And, and it's really important. The first thing I say to these young men is, I'm like, listen, I, I am not assuming that your parents have not taught you this. That's the yeah. first thing. I'm not sitting here saying that this, that your parents aren't doing this stuff. I hope they are. What I'm telling you is if they are saying it to you, now you're talking to someone who is on the other end of the table that hires people. Right. That's, that's emphasizing the importance of what they're telling you. And if they haven't told you, well, then I'm here for the first time to tell you, that, this, that these things that I'm going to be guiding you through are very, very important. Um, the other aspect and another foundation of this, Quentin, is what I teach these young men requires no specific talent and it requires no specific level of intellect. It requ yep. requires them to make a decision. Do you want to, if I give you these tools and I can tell you as a business owner and someone that hires people that this is going to take you further, and dramatically increase the chances of you being successful, you have to first decide, right. have to decide that yeah. you want to engage in that. So right. for personal responsibility, yeah. we start off very basic. We start off, no joke, with please and thank you. The importance of saying please. The, impo I'm not, the importance of saying thank you to someone that's doing something for you. People take their right. time to do things for you. Um, I emphasize that, listen, if you're going if you're going out to dinner or to lunch and there's a waiter that's waiting on you or a waitress that is waiting on you, you say thank you. You don't not say thank you just because it's their job to serve you. You say thank you because it's important that they understand that you value what they're doing, that they're taking their time to help them with this stuff. So we start very basic with that. Um, we go we go further into um, how to make a real apology. What is a real apology? It's not just you don't say sorry, but because <laughs> the second you say but, right. everything everything that follows that contradicts right. the apology. <laughs> so I, we talk about how to give a sincere apology. What are the components of that? Right. You have to understand that you've done something wrong. You have to understand that you've hurt somebody else, and you have to make a commitment that you're not going to do it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talk about accepting an apology when someone's done something to you. And they apologize, right? You don't beat them over the head with it. You say, hey, listen, they acknowledge that they did something wrong. They were a man about it or a woman about it. They came to me. They apologized. Great. Apology accepted. Let's move on. 
Um, a lot of these young men participate in sports, get into a lot of detail about playing with integrity, winning and losing with integrity. What does a winner do? I use the example of Barry Sanders, right? Great running back from the Detroit Lions, who was once asked, you know, why do you never celebrate when you're in the end zone? And he said, because I want people, I want people to know that it's not my first time there and it's not going to be my last time there. <laughs> so, That's good. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, you know, that, that was something great about him. And that's why he's such a, such a professional at, you know, at what he did right. and people really respected him for that. So that's kind of the, you know, the, the ins and outs of, of the personal responsibilities really just, it's, it's really etiquette, Quentin. It's yeah. just basic, some basic etiquette tools that if you, that if you adhere to them and commit to them, they're really going to take you very far. Yeah. I love the etiquette piece. Um, and and I, I take my hat off to my wife um, for instilling that in our home. Um, and I mean, I grew up single mother, so my mom was always, thank you. No, no, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I mean, that's literally what I grew up all my life. Um, so I knew that from the beginning. Um, but to, to have my wife come in and to actually drill that as a staple in this home um, just kind of let me know when man, you even talked about that. I was like. There's so many kids that grow up that they don't understand that that should be a staple. That should be, it should be first nature to say thank you, to apologize, to be humble. Like these are things that should be first nature, but you do have to, you have to create a situation or an environment for them to really look at it and go, like you said, to look at it, to have to make the right decision uh, based around that. Um, yep. and, and And I like that that's uh, that is the basics the basic stuff that you're talking about is uh because basically if you can get these basic things down the rest of the stuff should flow pretty easy once we get a better understanding so what's the second part what's that second component second the second component is financial responsibility and i think this is incredibly important you know i you know, there's a ESPN 30 for 30 that's uh, that they do that series on athletes. And the one of them, there's one that just shocked me to the core when I saw it. And it was the one called Broke. I know. And it was the one that, that, that went into 70, 72% of all professional football players after they leave the NFL file for bankruptcy. I know. And these guys are making millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. that was so, hard It's, it's, we, we start off very basic, right? I, I, I first, we start off with, you know, explaining to them what your take-home pay is. Okay. So here's what take-home pay is. If you're making 20 bucks an hour, you're not taking home 20 bucks an hour. There's taxes <laughs> taken out. There's withholdings taken out. There's, you know, withholdings, you know, that are kept in there for benefits if you choose them. And you need to understand that that check is going to get whittled down a little bit. And then you've got, you know, what you take home. Okay. Right. So from there, we, we, we walk them down this path. We start off with, here's your check. Now, what do you do? Okay. So we emphasize that the foundation of this, this, this principle is living within your means. Um, you know, you don't just because you want something doesn't mean that it's okay to go into debt to go get that. Right. You should, we, we, we discourage credit card debt and we talk about building up a nest egg, saving money, spending what you, you know, you, you determine what your critical expenses are, your living expenses are and what discretionary income is. So we right. start off with the check. And we then teach them how to create a very basic personal budget, how to create and work a personal budget. And we actually give them, I give them a template to use, a Microsoft Excel template that I've used my entire life 
that's very simple to use. And we say, okay, you plug your money in. Now let's talk about what some of these expenses are, right? right. You're making money now. You're living on your own. You got an apartment. You got rent. You got utilities. You got groceries. You got car payments, all that stuff. So we talk about, okay, this is the money that comes in. Now what's coming out, right? So we work a budget. Once we discuss those two components, then we start talking about how to, how to identify and save for short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals, financial oh, sure. goals, right? Yeah. So short-term, right, short-term yeah. goals would be like, you know, I want to, um, you know, I might be living at home out of college to save money. So my immediate short-term goal is I want to get my own apartment. Okay, so let's talk about that. You're going to talk about how much money you need and what you need to save uh, in order to start that. So we go through an exercise like that. And then medium term goals, right? Maybe you want to, you know, buy a car uh, or you want to lease a car so you have transportation to go back and forth to work. So we talk about that. Um, and then long term goals, right? We talk about saving up for, you know, maybe purchasing a house at some point or getting married or you're going to have a child. What does that mean? You know, because a lot of, you know, a lot of the young men that come to our program, they do, they do come from single parent households. So they understand right. that. Right. And we want to, you know, try to break that cycle and say, hey, listen, if you're going to have a child, <laughs> the, what is what is the the statistic, I believe, is every child you have from zero to 18 is going to cost you about $250,000. Yep. Over, over and that's, that, I think that's probably a lot more today. So right. um, again, we want to live within our means. It's critically important. Once you start, you know, thinking that you're entitled to something and that you're just going to go get a credit card and go buy it and then just pay the interest, then that's where that starts. Those are bad financial habits that we want to try to circumvent now before they even start, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen, dude, this is all good stuff. Listen, I hope you, any of you teachers, principals, you know, if, if you guys need something that's actually can be very beneficial for your uh, elementary high schoolers. Uh, this is the type of information that needs to be part of a curriculum at a school. Um, yeah. And it's uh, not, and that's and why it, we started it. <laughs> and it really should be because like I, like we've been saying is that uh, these things actually will, will give you the head start into real life. Um it, it, it's just paramount that, you know, that our young men are able to actually have this information. Um, and so, dude, I'm still amped up. I love the way that flow. I love the way the modules are stacked on top of each other for success. Uh, and then what's your third one? What's that last one? The third one is professional responsibility. And this is where we get into your transition out of school, whether that's out of high school and you're going right into the job market or you're coming out of college. How do you prepare? How do you separate yourself from your peers? That's what this is about, right? right. If you're, if you see a young man, listen. I, before I get into this, this wasn't anything that I was really, really taught when I was their age, right? I made yeah. a lot of mistakes. Same here. On my road from high school, four years old, I made a lot of mistakes, and you know some of them, and I and I tried my best to learn from them. What I realized is that once I embraced these principles for myself, I saw the results of it. And right. now it just makes me want to do it more. It makes me want to treat people better. It makes me want to be kinder. It makes me want to help people. You open doors for people, pull out chairs, you know, you know, right. be kind to your elders, treat women with respect. So there's, you know, there's just all these things that it's a great result from that. It's, I wanted to, I wanted to just share that with them and say the results of what I'm teaching are going to be very impactful. So the professional responsibility is 
we start right from the beginning. Here's how you prepare an impactful resume. So we start with resume writing. Um, oh, we nice. always bring in, we, we have some resume professionals that'll come in and, and teach them how to compile a resume. There's all these different tools online that are free that can, you know, format them for you. Um, so that, that's very helpful for them. We then mm-hmm. teach them how to, how to compose themselves for an interview. And that's obviously very important, right? Body right. language is very important. We talk yes, about making eye contact. When you're talking to someone, you look at them in the eye. You speak up so they can hear you. You're not looking at the ground. You're not looking out the window. When you shake someone's hand, make eye contact, firm handshake. It's great to meet you. Be excited about the opportunity. That all shows. These people are looking to hire you. You could be in front of, you're going to be dealing with their customers. They want to know that you can interact with people in a a very profound and positive way. So then we also talk about researching the company that you want to interview for, right? There's, I mean, there's a wealth of information online right now. Um, LinkedIn alone. I mean, go into LinkedIn, go to the company website, <laughs> right, you, know, right. you know, learn about that company, learn about their products, what they do, who they sell to. You're going to know who's interviewing you, right? Go look right. that person up, look up the person that's interviewing you, learn something about them. You know, what if you, what if you looked up at your interviewer and you found out that they went to Michigan state and you just graduated from Michigan state and you could bring that up in the interview as some sort of common ground, that, you know, they're like, wow, this person looked me up. I mean, I, no one's ever done that with me. I've never had anyone look me up before I interviewed them. But if they did, I'd be like, wow, this person actually took the time to take a couple extra steps. And this will distinguish you. Right. From the, um, the other thing that I do if they make it all the way through the program is we give them, we teach them like you should be making your own business cards. Even if you don't have a job, make right. a, make your own business card. If I had a young man or a young woman come into my office without a job and they handed me a business card that just said on the front, here's my contact information. I have a little logo that I made for myself. And on the back are the things that I'm interested in, some of my skill sets, some of the things that I emphasized when I was in school, some of the topics that really, you know, get me going. That'd be, I mean, it, I would be floored. So I talk about that. Um, I talk about writing, I talk about writing handwritten thank you notes, which is a lost part. Nobody does that anymore. So yeah. again, these are just things that you can do to separate yourself and get more visibility. People will remember you. I tell I tell them about anytime my, my kids when they when they come into the course every day, they have to show me that they've got that they wrote out a handwritten thank you to somebody for doing something nice for them. Yeah. And I have yeah. usually pick one or two of them to read it out. Say, hey, who are you writing your thank you note to and why? And they just get up in front of the class and say, yeah, I'm writing it for my teacher or you know my mom or my cousin or this person that helped me out. Get in the habit of doing that. When people see that you took time to handwrite something, they will absolutely remember you. And that's the point. Yeah. Um, dude, that's, you know, that's, that is taking it to the next level. Um, uh, I remember my son just got a job last year um, and we took him through that, um, set him down. Uh, go research the company, go look up who is the manager, who is the assistant manager, uh, who are the team leads, like find out all this information so that you will set yourself apart uh, from the people that are coming in. Now, mind you, you know, you're 16, you're getting a job, you know, you, you, you're thinking, no, it's nothing. But what happened was that that dude went in there and he got hired on the spot. And it was basically because we had prepared him. So, and I'm using this because I want the, you know, I want young men to know that the stuff that, you know, that Anthony's talking about is real stuff. And it really worked. Like my son was blown away. He was blown away when he got in the car and he was like, dad, they just hired me. Like, you're not going to believe that 
all that stuff that you and mom said worked. Like it really worked. And the guy was like, man, you know, can you start? And he literally started the next day. I was like, can you start tomorrow? Um, and it, and it was just a confidence booster, but it was also a light bulb came on is that, man, I do need to shake hands and look someone in the eye. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do need it, you know, cause we made him wear a shirt and a tie. Yeah. This is fast food here, guys. We made him wear a shirt and a tie. Doesn't matter. Right away, you start standing out because it's fast food. Most kids are thinking jeans, polo. Yep. It's really nothing. And then when you come in, then it's like, what in the world? I mean, you took extra time, which means that in the company, like, and I like what you said. The employer is wants to know that with their customers, who are you going to be? Yep. And, that, and that's what you're trying to present to them is that, hey, when you put me in front of your customers, this is what they're going to get. You can expect. And I'm going to be an awesome representation of the company at every turn of the way. So, man, listen, this has like been um, like paramount information. Um, uh, the one thing I do look at and say is that what do you guys do? You guys have anything in place for communication, for um, learning how to do presentations, like how to actually present information? We haven't gotten there yet. You okay. Know, we're again, we've just started it. So we're, I mean, the first, literally the first time I delivered this was last year and already came up, already identified through that first iteration, identified a number of things that, that we need to add to, to it, it because okay. there's more opportunity there. Yeah. Um, so we are growing it. And now I've got, I've just started to build out. I started building out my board of directors. I've got um, uh, Stacy McDonald, who is a 20 year educator um, on my board. And uh, she's also the wife of my cousin. I love her to death. And she's incredibly knowledgeable and passionate um, about teaching. And then Kareem Cade, who uh, you'll meet um, as well, a colleague of mine is also very active in in this space, serves on a number of boards, very heavily involved um, in charities as well. But he's the kind of guy that just, you know, he's he's a self-starter and he lends that expertise to to the curriculum. Yeah. So I would just, you know, yeah. the purpose of, you know, when we go through the professional responsibility part we we tell them that listen you're there is there is no job that you're not that you're too good for if you don't have a job right now right <laughs> you, you, if you're not working then you're not above anything and i'm not above anything i'm not right. I, if you have to make money to support yourself or your family you go do whatever is available and if you don't like that job that's fine because the best time to look for another job is when you already have one Yes, you don't, you don't start like you don't sit on the couch and not do anything waiting for, you know, the CEO job at another company right, and you're right, just right. going to do anything. We tell yeah, them that they, yeah. they should expect nothing and be and be grateful for everything. You know, yeah. expect nothing, appreciate everything. When you yeah. go in, every job that you have is an opportunity for you to 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 platform that into something greater and something bigger. And we teach them that like it, I don't care where you start. Everyone has to start somewhere. I started right. working in my dad's restaurants when I was 10 years old. I did every job in that place. And that man didn't let up on me once. If anything, he was harder on me than he was on anybody else. Cause he's like, Hey, listen, you're not too good for this. You're going to do this. You're going to wash dishes. You're going to mop the floor. You're going to do laundry. You're going to do everything. Cause you need to understand that you're not, you're not, you're not too good for this stuff. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the things that gave me a lot of my work ethic was this man, my dad, you know, back in the eighties being like, Hey, you're 10, you're, you're 10 years old. You're coming to work with me. You're going to start, you're going to start earning money. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Those things are paramount. Uh, I remember being 11 years old, man. And I literally, um, 
my mom and my dad got divorced when I was 11 and when I was 10. Um, so I call myself, I guess, helping my mom out. And um, I mop my, the, the, the church floors every day. And, yeah. and I made, you know, I think it was like 75 bucks a week. Um, and I literally just mopped the, 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 um, the, the, uh, the basement floors where they held dinners and stuff like that at, um, and they had a school in the basement. And so I would I'd clean up all that stuff and I would mop the floor and you're right. You get the earlier you can start with, yeah, putting those nuggets and, and, and that perspective in your mind that, you know, every job is a workable job. Uh, every job lends a hand to actually making you better for another job. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you can get those type of qualities, and I like that you guys are Absolutely. building that. Um, I also like that, you know, that I'm actually have been asked to be a part of the uh, Aspire Detroit team and to come and witness what you guys are doing um, and to get myself even more immersed in what you're doing. Uh, I think that we as men have yeah. to jump on that. We have to jump on that boat uh, when it comes to mentoring, because uh, like we talked about earlier, that uh, the culture is trying to change our, that perspective. Um, it, you know, you're looking up to the people who really can't help you. Like you said about the 30 for 30, you, your, your kids are looking up to professionals all this time only to find out that these guys are broke at the end. Yeah. Look what we're le- we're lending our kids thought process and the way that they actually create their value and their identity and their purpose around people who at the end has, has, has is failing them. Like to me, that's an epic fail for you to be put in a position to be a leader, to be someone that kids can look up to, to only turn around and then to squander away and not be able to provide any type of, you know, feedback to kids to where it's like, yo, you could become a football player, and then turn that into something else, you know, mm-hmm. and we, and the good thing is that we do have a lot of them, football, basketball, hockey, tennis, whatever you name that actually do do that. Uh, but the thing is that we're not highlighting them enough. They need no. to be highlighted. Yep. You know, and one thing that we're, another thing that we're, um, we're going to kind of transition to and we're building now because we've identified, you know, we're just trying to grow this and, and make it as valuable for these candidates as we can. So the other idea that we had, which we're going to, try to start this summer. Obviously COVID put a damper on a lot of things. Right. A few schools that we had lined up weren't able to bring us in because they were struggling just to deliver their core curriculum to their students and how they were going to do that in this environment, which has been incredibly challenging. Um, but long-term, you know, financial donations, we want to be able to provide for the young men that make it all the way through the program, right? We've got a point system in place. They have to, they have to develop a certain, they have to earn a certain number of points to go from principal to principal and actually get out of the course and say, hey, you're, you've gone through, you've participated, you've engaged, and you've yeah. completed this course. Now what we're going is we're doing is myself, Kareem, Stacy, and anyone that we can get in front of, we're asking, hey, if you know any businesses, any business owners that would um, be willing to take these candidates on if they make it all the way through the course, we want to put an internship program together where we can do something similar to what Mayor Duggan has done with the Detroit Youth Initiative downtown, where he says, hey, for 90 days or for three months during the summertime, we'll get you a job and I'll pay them a thousand bucks for that 90 days and the business will pay them a thousand bucks for that 90 days. And it gives them work experience, it puts some money in their pocket, but I can go to anyone in my network and say, these are the principles that I'm teaching these young men through this course and they've gone through it with flying colors. So their their expectation of what these young men are gonna bring when they go and work for them, they already know 
that they've got the characteristics that they are looking for. And who knows what that could do, right? That could be just a summer internship to gain experience. It could, you know, they could parlay that into a full-time position with that. My network of of business owners, they trust me. And they know that if I'm going to bring someone to their door, that they're, that, that they've done what they need to do to get there. And yeah. so I, I, I emphasize that day one, like, hey, you make it through this, you commit to me, I'm committing to you, you make a commitment to me and make it through this, then there's opportunity on the other end. Yeah. Um, we also want to provide funds for further education, whatever we can provide. I'm not, not going to, you know, starting off, I'm not going to be able to pay for someone's college, but, you know, I can give someone a couple thousand dollars at the end to help, you know, with expenses and things like that, if they make it all the way through. And whether that's a, a two-year degree, Quentin, a four-year degree, a trade school, it doesn't matter. We want to be there. We want to be a support arm for these young men and, um, you know, ultimately create like an alumni association where we can, you know, have different services available to them at any time if they log into, you know, uh, an alumni portal in our site and they'll have discounts on services and things like that just to, you know, kind of help help them move forward and, and pave the way. Yeah. Um, and I, we talked about that too, uh, as far as, uh, the funding for education, um, maybe setting up some type of Aspire Detroit type of scholarship where, um, well, we can get some of these young, you know, we have, I mean, I have a network of friends, um, and, and some guys who own businesses and stuff. And it's like, you know, it's time to, you know, it's, it's time to call it in, you know, it's time to call in those favors. Like, listen, we want to yeah. pour into our young men, um, and yes, it's going to take finance. Like we could put time, efforts and stuff, but finance, they're needed. Like you can't, yeah. you can't make the, you can't make the huge jump without some type of financial contribution. Yeah. Uh, so, so that would be my challenge, you know, uh, at, to anyone who actually hears this podcast. Um all my information is linked to the podcast. So whether you're in the comment section, if you want to reach out to myself or Anthony, uh, even if you're just into donating, if you just say, listen, I want to be someone who supports from a donating standpoint, then hit us up and let us know, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm sure that the Aspire Detroit will put those funds to some great use for the young men. Um, you may want to donate and you may want to hear more information on this from a personal level. You may want to literally dial into Anthony and find out more stuff. Put something in the comments, please uh, leave us an email or, 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 or some way we can get in contact with you. I'll definitely have Anthony t- contact you personally and we can start yep. building another type of network that we can actually take Aspire Detroit and grow it to the vision that, you know, that, that you see. Um, I think that, uh, this is something that's very simple. It's very easy, uh, but it is going to take a decision to actually be very consistent um, at, at pulling efforts, time, and that financial piece together. Yep. Um, so we're getting our, close to our end of our time, man. I, listen, once again, dude, I appreciate you jumping in and having this great conversation uh, around the strategies of uh, mentoring uh, and what you got put in place. Uh, like I said before, I'm very thankful to even uh, – be asked to even be able to witness and, and to view what you have going on from more of a personal standpoint um, that we, you know, from our friendship that we're developing and um, tell the people how they can get in contact with you. So uh, that way, if they need to reach out to you, you can uh, provide them with some information. Absolutely. The, the website uh, we just launched uh, recently is called aspiredetroit.org, all one word. Um and from there is, is everything you need to know, uh, contacting me. My email is there. Phone number is there. 
Uh, you can donate online. It'll tell you, you know, kind of an overview of the program, why we do what we do. And, you know, we're, it's a living, breathing site. So we're updating that all the time. Um, contact me, give me your email address. I'll throw you on our newsletter. We're just about to do a program update for 2021. Um, we've got a couple hundred people on this list already, which is great. And, you know, just trying to get, just trying to get the message out there. So people understand that we are, are doing this. We're doing it in our own community. We're looking to grow it and we can't really grow it or scale it without, you know, the, the gifts of people's time, talent, and treasure, you know, to, to, to continue to further this movement. Yep. So uh, I appreciate you for the platform today, man. This has been great. Yes, listen, man, we're going to keep this up as you continue to grow over this. Uh, and, and especially once, you know, this whole COVID situation is lifted and we're back in the classrooms. You know, I literally want to do some live footage right there. Uh, we want to put a spotlight on it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not channel two, but I say, you know, if we could put spotlight on it, post it, post it, post it. We want to get people dialed in that, uh, and listen, we're not trying to recreate the wheel. We're literally joining an already forceful task force of men that are actually pouring into young men. This is just another avenue, another foot or leg, if you want to use, that's actually joining that team of, uh, of mentorship. So listen, we're going to close out. I'm going to put all of Anthony's information inside of the comment section. Um, and you guys can do, like he said, get on the website, join the newsletter, and uh, everything should work out from there. Um, this is a, a special guest, Mr. Anthony um, um, Frakia, and then I'm your host, Mr. Quentin Crumby, and we're out of here. Peace Thanks, out. Sir.